At the end of your life, what will be your legacy? What will you leave behind for future generations? For the world, join the world messenger, Isabella Lundberg, each week as she brings you a new distinguished guest from the business, sports, or entertainment world to share their success, their struggles, and their lessons. They will share their insights into current hot topics that affect everyone. Isabella facilitates an intimate, vulnerable environment to find the true value of humanity and real leadership. Are you ready for your legacy? The legacy that matters? Hello, hello, my beautiful friends and colleagues. This is Bella here, and I am having amazing, amazing guests here. Obviously, as you guys know, as the world messenger, we travel around the globe bringing most enlightening conversations. And this one, it's not short, any short of that. I'm super happy to have my guest join me from Atlanta, Georgia this time. And he is someone who is unknown to be trailing the blaze or blazing the trail. Uh, and actually both ways, which we will depict when bad and good and ugly, how that really happens. But also someone who I absolutely admire, respect, and see insane trajectory of the growth, not only for his clients, but for himself and everything that he touches. I mean, his background is amazing and you will not believe how certain things in the past are bringing tremendous success today. Obviously being coach, speaker, founder of Yahoo Finance. He's also being certified practitioner. He also has amazing newsletter and he's being authority on monetizing on social media. Do we need to figure this out? Without further ado, let's have conversation with Joe, Jordan Mendoza. Jordan, how are you? Hey, I am doing great and I appreciate you having me on the show. Anytime I get the opportunity to share where I've been and where I'm going, you know, that's what I'm all about. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, we we will always look at for amazing trailblazers in terms of legacy, right? Because for a lot of people, that's not even clear yet what that means, let alone how they are actually living it and leading with that. And you are an example of both. But before we go into depth on that, do you mind sharing a little bit about your early beginnings that really get you and stepping stones where you are today? Yeah. Oh man, I would love to dive in. And, and, you know, my beginnings started very humbly. You know, I actually grew up in the Pacific Northwest in Portland, Oregon, and I was actually raised by a mom that had uh, just one lung. And so, you know, seeing her just live her normal life, dealing with that adversity and not making excuses. She never complained. She wasn't that person that would you know, was a victim of her circumstances. She was always very positive. You know, she showed me how to be optimistic, you know, despite of maybe having not a lot of money, having not a lot of food, you know, we were on food stamps, government assistance. So when you grow up, uh, you know, in that way, you really begin to appreciate the things that you have, you know, because it's, it's not as easy to have access as most other people. So I, I le definitely learned a lot of lessons growing up like that, you know, I learned how to be resourceful, uh, figure out ways to earn money, you know, whether that was going door to door and collecting cans that so I could earn a, a nickel and collect five of those and get a quarter, I could go buy candy. So I was always very resourceful uh, as a kid. And, you know, I did, I didn't actually meet my real dad until I was 12. Uh, and so that was something that, you know, one day my mom said, Hey, do you want to meet your dad? And I said, yeah, when are we going? And she's like, nope, you're, you're going just, just you. And so I flew from Portland to Washington, DC 
and, you know, met him for the first time at 12 and, and really started to learn a lot about him growing up in the Philippines and him jumping ship one day to, you know, seek out for that American dream and started working for a landscaping company. And then he started a business and now it almost 66 years old, he's getting ready to retire after a 40 year company, you know, so really I learned a lot about hard work, you know, over this last, you know, almost 30 years, getting to know my dad uh, and building a relationship with him and, and really getting to understand, you know, the struggle of being a, a foreigner coming to a new country and, and having a kid and, and, you know, the challenges and difficulties that could be associated with that. But, you know, my mom and my dad, they both <clears throat> have really shaped me, shaped who I am. They've really helped me be able to, I think, get through tough situations, whether that was you know, my mom almost dying several times as a kid and seeing her with the tracheotomy, but just being tough and communicating with me on a, a whiteboard, but just still having a smile on her face, you know, and she's someone that they told she wouldn't live to be 18. They told her she wouldn't have any kids. She ended up having five boys, Isabella, and she lived to 54. So she did really, really well with the, the hand that she was dealt, but, but that's really, you know, my childhood. And, and, you know, as a kid, I was a super energetic kid, super curious kid. My mom always put us in sports, but I actually enjoyed fundraising more than, more than actually playing sports. I liked the door to door, going to sell the beef jerky, going to sell the candy bar. So I was in sales ever since I was 14. I had a job going door to door selling newspaper subscriptions. And I really learned a lot about people. You know, when, when you are selling, you learn a lot about people with face to face communications. You learn, you know, how to get, get your words in quickly. You learn how to relate to people, how to use things that you see in your environment that might give you an advantage in conversation. And so over the years, I, I, I did a lot of sales jobs until 2006 when I got into property management. And uh, you know, this is uh, right after uh, our oldest now was actually born, who is now eight, uh, almost 18. Uh, you know, we just had this, uh, this child and we were struggling. We were in Georgia at the time, me and my wife, and we actually asked my dad for some help. We moved in with him for a month until we could get on our feet and find our own place. And I, I was actually doing landscaping for him. And in the midst of doing landscaping, winter comes and, uh, for most people that watch this DC winters, there's not a lot of grass that's growing because there's a lot of snow. It's very cold. And so I needed a job and I needed benefits. And so I applied for this job and they, you know, hired me. It started my 15 year journey in multifamily. So that's kind of a, a little bit of the story. There's a lot of in-betweens that I'd love to dive into as well. That's fantastic. And then again, thank you for sharing because we always, what we really carry from home, right? What we learn or did not learn, help us or help us uh, or, or affect us later on in life and lessons uh, that really are stepping stones for that success and trajectory of succeeding not only emotionally, mentally, physically, but also of course, financially and, and, and other advice. So um, from that foundation, obviously, from multi-family uh, multi, uh, homes and dealing with different portfolios and people, you dived in later on, obviously, into sales uh, more so and then became so super effective in marketing. How did you got into marketing to begin with and, and how did you get so good at it? Yeah. So, you know, if I think about my career, my journey, you know, 
ever since I was 18, my, my first kind of real job after high school was working for a company that did promotional sales and marketing. And, you know, the difference in doing, it was a similar role at 14 going door to door, but the difference was, is these companies had structure, you know, they, they actually had, you know, Hey, you're going to introduce yourself. When you talk to somebody, you're going to give them a short story about, you know, who you are, why you're there. Then you're going to give them your actual presentation. Then you're going to close them and then you're going to try to upsell them. Right. So there was a system and a process in place. And for anyone that's going to listen to this or watch this, anytime there's structure and there's order and there's systems and there's processes, the chance of success increases exponentially. You know, if, if you tell, if you tell a, a, a child, right, I have five children, if I tell my son, hey, when you're riding your bike, the first time he was riding it without training wheels, don't, don't just fall off like you're, like you're meaning to fall off actually attempt to catch yourself because it's in those moments of catching yourself that you're going to learn balance and stability and it's going to teach you how to fall so that way when you fall you're not truly falling because you know what to do and so as he got that down he went from falling off of his bike to having a system and a process that he put in place and now he, he no longer falls he can just kind of guide himself off of the bike so that's what systems and processes do. And so working at 18 years old, I learned systems and processes. I learned things like, you know, how to have a great attitude, how to be on time, how to be prepared, how to work a territory correctly. You know, I learned a lot of these skill sets that people today in 2022 could, could even benefit from. I learned that I needed, if I was in sales, I had to smile. I had to maintain eye contact with my prospect. I had to be enthusiastic because if I had those three ingredients, my level of closing would be exponentially higher. You know, so I learned, I was learning these things at 18 that I didn't know were going to really help mold and shape who I am for the rest of my life. You know, because if you can get past a lot of the mindset stuff that comes with having a hundred people tell, you no every day you know, and you can have a high level of success at that really down the road, because by the time I turned 22, I heard over 200,000 people tell me no. And that really helps, you know, build tough skin. That's amazing uh, comparison. And I love what you said. And absolutely people more than ever actually can learn this today. And because they need to have a tougher skin and be able to endure and but be able to understand what no means not right now or not at the moment or not with that person, not with that company, whatever it is. But, that, but a lot of people stop and, and people lose the trusting themselves and their own ability and who they are and they run or they just simply go spiraling down and and you're right everything you were sharing actually just shows trajectory how you build so early on resilience courage strength but also your emotional intelligence and i wanted to really highlight for everybody watching and listening because that's how you build emotional intelligence guys you're not by reading a million books not by quoting a million people by living it and exuding it and getting better at it and one additional thing i just want to quickly add before we get back to jordan is he built also his hugely social intelligence social awareness of others, how he interjects himself and then how others are reacting and how to position for that success. And a lot of people don't talk about social intelligence because guess what guys, that's what we're right now doing. We're socializing, we're leveraging media, digital footprint, but ultimately we're looking at reaction based on our actions, aren't we? 
hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, we, we all need and are meant for connection. You know, that's, that's one thing that I think a lot of people started to lose during the, the heart of the pandemic is people got used to being disconnected, but as human beings we're we're created for this, like we need to be connected with other people to help us along our journey. You know, it's a lot easier to go places when you have other people that are feeding into you that are there for the good times. They're there for the bad times. But the only way that you can do it is if you show up. And that's something I'm telling my clients all the time is, you know, if you don't show up, you know, no one's going to know who you are, you know? So if, if, you know, if, if this is you, if you're listening to this and, and maybe you've been afraid to put yourself out there, but you've got a lot of great information, which I believe that you do because we all have gifts and talents and abilities in us, but sometimes those limiting beliefs can get in the way. And I remember being there, you know, I remember being there in 2019 before my mentor, Brian Shulman looked at me and said, man, you're going to have a bigger brand than me one day. And he made that deposit in me. And sometimes that's what it takes, right? Isabella, sometimes we need someone else to see something in us that we may not see at that direct moment. Um, but those little deposits, they, they, you know, carry a lot of weight. And if we actually take action on helping them grow, uh, they can really grow and flourish. That's fantastic and spot on on that one because all the great coaches and visionaries and people that are love people, that are champions of people like, like yourself, myself and others always see that potential, right? And they want to feed and they want it to actualize. They're not there to feel like, oh my God, I'm tripping on ego. I, you can't be bigger than me. I actually want you to be bigger than me and, and, and I want to see you shine because it gives me a joy. So it's also very important who we surround ourselves with. So based on that, I'm glad you just touched on who is the pivotal for you beside obviously your beautiful wife, which I am so amazed seeing your photos and children, the way you're raising them and how everything is so beautifully integrated with your family and business. Because a lot of times I'm seeing still a lot of C-suite executives struggling. They confronterize and separate things thinking business outside is different from my family, but reality is it's not. Yeah, it's, it's, one, it's one and the same, right? Like if, you, if you can't you know, get by with the fact that I've got a family, then we can't do business. Does that make sense? Because they are, they're part of it, you know, especially yes. as, as a business owner, like I want them to know what's happening. I want them to know when I'm having meetings and are they going to interrupt them sometimes? Probably they're, they're kids, right? We've got five of them. There's a one in five shot that one of them's going to pop in this room <laughs> at any moment. Right. But does that mean that business stops? No, business happens, but you know, people have to understand that, you know, when you're at business, okay, there, there's a time and a place, but at the same time, you should showcase who you are in the business world, right? So like on social media, I have no problem posting videos or pictures of, of our kids or, uh, you know, of me, you know, showing off things that I have passion for. I like to break dance. So showing off those videos, I have no problem doing that because you get the break dancer if you get the business guy. And if you get the business guy, you get the break dancer. Like you also get the family guy because that's who I am all of the time. You know, I don't get to be, you know, this guy or this guy or that I'm, I'm all of them. And, and so that's where, where I think a lot of people make the mistake of, of, of trying to show up a certain way all the time, you know, and when they're really would like to show up another way. And, and that I love um, that point, point that you just made. 
I'm sure, and you can tell us more, that was also hugely important to your success that you're having right now, but blazing the trail, uh, showing what's possible, and then doing that from a very different perspective. Because not only, we never met in person, but I know, I feel like I know you for years, not only because of your content and interaction that we have, but just that consistency, the vibe, like who you are, vulnerability, and in the same time, you know, you showing up in a ways that really help people to think. You, you, you really push the envelope. You are blazing the trails, not just for yourself, but for also showing up for others what's possible. So do you mind explaining a little bit about that? Yeah, well, for, for me, it's, it's important that everybody realizes that they have it in them, right? Because that's the truth of the matter. I, could, I can look at any, but any person that I meet and I could see the potential. And I can and I can tell them how they can elevate that potential. And so that's really, you know, kind of the center of my message is that, you know, if a guy like me that grew up as poor as I did and has been through some of the things that I've been through that, you know, I'm happy to touch on some of these stories. But I mean, I've had really three pivotal moments in my life that uh, any one of them could have turned my life in a different direction. And the fact that I'm even sitting here speaking with you today is a, it's a downright miracle uh, when you hear the third one. Um, and so I know for myself, I'm here for a higher purpose. I'm also, you know, my story is not over yet, my personal story, but also part of that story and journey is to help other people share theirs and get theirs out because there's a lot of people that are hiding behind their degrees and they're hiding behind, you know, all of these things. But the truth is the, the pain, the adversity, uh, all of that is what people need to hear because that's how we can relate to each other. I can't relate to summa cum laude and PhDs and all of this type, these types of things personally. And there's a lot of people that are in that same boat, but I can relate to Hey, you know, we had a, a miscarriage, you know, I can relate to, uh, I grew up with a stepdad that was an alcoholic. You know, I can relate to being poor. I can relate to breakdancing. Does that make sense? Like I can relate to these things because these are things that other people, uh, have experienced as well. Mm, I love what you just said. And even those PhD degrees have their personal life, right? But if they show up in a way to connect, then everything will be different because even they need to market themselves, even they need to tell their story. But if they're just talking from intellectual, from the head, they lose opportunity to connect on the spiritual and soul and heart level. And that's what it's all about. And that is where we also buy. I buy into you because of you, because I know you, I trust you and believe in you. And that's where I feel like a lot of people see a huge, huge disconnect. So speaking of that, um, how is this really helping you um, to expand your growth right now uh, with, with marketing specifically? Reason why, because we're seeing so much different thoughts and process and so much data and information. And, then, and yet it's still so difficult for so many to gain the traction. What would you say, what is the main reasons for that? And what would you recommend to do differently? Yeah, so when it comes to social media and, and honestly, it doesn't matter which platform you're on, the, the thing, the place I always start with is I always ask the question, what does your foundation look like on that platform? 
And what I mean by that is, you know, take a look at your bio, right? What is on LinkedIn? What does your profile look like? Is it actually optimized and ready for people to go to it and, and do a search on you? Is it optimized from SEO perspective? Is it optimized from a keyword perspective? Is the background good? So it's, are these foundational things in order? Because I think the mistake that most people make, at least when I'm, you know, talking to, to prospective clients and clients that I actually work with is they just create it and then they start putting stuff out. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you're building a house and, and if that foundation, you know, isn't strong uh, in a short period of time, things are going to start to fall apart. Right. That's why, you know, you see these neighborhoods that are being put up in 45 days to 60 days. And you only wonder like, how long is it going to take for this house to just completely fall over because it's not on a strong foundation. So that's the, the advice I give everyone is make sure your bio is optimized. If you don't know how to do that, you know, talk to an expert that's focuses on that platform and, and, you know, invest in your business, invest in yourself. You know, when we hire someone that's has the information that we need, it actually gets us to have that knowledge so that when we can actually pass that to somebody else, you know? Um, and so that's where I would tell everyone, you know, if you're gonna put out any type of content or have a strategy, make sure that your bios are dialed in and optimized. Um, and again, that's going to look different on each platform. Uh, you know, it's going to look different on Instagram. It's going to look different on TikTok. But when you can do that and have that foundation, now as you're putting out content and people come to your profile, it's in a place that has a clear call to action. You know, people know who you are. They know what you do. They, they've got co- deeper context. And it truly is ready to, to get you more visibility. That's great. And, and I'm glad you touched on the reason why I'm saying this, because that's the way we also discover what other people are doing. And because you optimize it so well yourself, made it very clear, concise, and not only any of these social media platforms, but also, as you said, call for action, you're getting some really interesting clients. Share some success stories, like you're wearing really interesting logo. Uh, you have a lot of interesting stuff there on the desk. It seems like you have some book there and some collab that is happening. So tell us how this really translated into success for you. Yeah. I mean, well, there's some really cool things that happen when you start showing up, you know, when you start putting out content on a consistent basis, you know, one, one cool thing that happened is I got a brand deal, a brand partnership with a company called Day Slice and, and Day Slice they have, you know, calendar scheduling services, payment processors, things like that. But, you know, I was able to, to, you know, bring in close to a thousand dollars in revenue for about an hour's worth of work, you know, because of social media, they found me, I think on TikTok actually. Right. So they saw the content I put out and they cold outreach to me and that turned into, you know, a partnership, right guys. And so, you know, right. But that's what can happen if, if you're showing up, you know, and, Another cool thing that happened is, you know, I connected about a year ago with a buddy of mine, Ruben Alvarez, and he said, hey, I'm writing a book called Brand Sharks. I think you're a brand shark and you, you need to be a part of this journey. And now I'm a published author, you know, of a, a book that came out a couple months ago. And, you know, Woo-hoo, uh, congratulations. And, yeah, and, and listen, that's exciting, right? But that happened because I built an audience. I built a brand. I couldn't be a brand shark if I didn't build a brand. Well, how do you build a brand? You got to show up. You got to put yourself out there consistently. Does that make sense? And then so this, the hat that I'm wearing, the shirt, I've got a client called Chefpreneur and 
uh, man, I'm so bought into their vision, their mission and everything they do. It, their their uh, role is they actually help, you know, really talented chefs, cooks, home cooks, whatever. If you have a talent and a skill set to cook, they'll teach you how to run a six figure personal chef business in 90 days. Mm-hmm. And, and man, they, they've got this thing dialed in. They, they don't just help out with the branding, but they help out with getting your business licenses in order, your website, your branding. They actually uh, hire me as a consultant for all the social media optimization, the reputation management, uh, reputation management through Google, my business and Yelp. I, I have that. And then I'm also about to finish a digital course that's designed specifically for chefs that teaches them how to leverage social media to bring in clients. And so what, what a cool collaboration to be able to take the skill sets and the things I'm helping daily clients with and, and, and help, you know, a singular client on multiple levels. Um, so, but, but those are, these are things that happen though, guys, when you put yourself out there, you know, when you talk about, you know, what you do and share it, because one thing I'd say to clients all the time is, Closed mouths do not get fed. You know, you know, if you don't have your mouth open, if you're not talking about what you do, because I know it feels like sometimes that no one's looking and no one's watching and no one's listening, but they are. And there's plenty of people that have reached out to me that are now clients that never liked a thing. They never commented, but they just send one simple message that said, I want to know how to work with you uh, because people are watching. Mm. I love what you're saying, because I also notice if you pay analytics, statistics and analytics, how many companies are paying attention. And, and, and as you said, they will not do that. But then when you start having 50, 60, 100 people from Amazon, for example, checking what you do or other, other major companies that tells you doing something, something very, very right. But you also have some really cool stuff behind you. Okay, I have to say, as a kid in me, I want to know what are those little figurines behind there? Oh, like yeah. So like I've, got, yeah, I've got a ton of stuff. So this is from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is like a, from 1991. So you've got something that's over wow. 30 years old. And and then this is wow. April, April O'Neil. You know, so we have a lot of like older toys that we just had for a long time. And then, of course, Bob Ross. I got this for my, somebody gave this for my birthday. What a, what a character, uh, Bob Ross, the, the painter. The painter. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then some sports figures and stuff like that. So I'm, you know, I'm big into collecting things. I collect sneakers, I collect uh, sports cards. And so, you know, for me, it's like, how do I showcase a little bit of my personality and something that I like? So I was like, I'll, I'll throw it behind me. I said, there's going to be people that like it and people that don't, and it's okay right? We all have different tastes and perspectives and things like that. But uh, it, it's interesting though, because most people do ask questions like what's back there? What does that say? You know, And so it's a good conversation <laughs> starter for sure. Absolutely. But also shows, uh, as you said, different layers of your personality. But Jordan, your name is Jordan. And you're now telling yep. me you're collecting sneakers. Come on. Are we talking about Jordans? Or yes. Something yeah. Like lots of Jordans, you know, Adidas. So, so I actually you know, not a lot of people know this, but I had, you know, a sneaker business for years, like selling sneakers. And it was a, it was a side hustle, but I would get new releases and get them for the retail price and then mark them up, you know, and sell them for profit, just ones that are really desirable. And so, yeah, I had that business for, (laughs) for a number of years. And now my son, who's almost 18, he's doing that. He now buys them and he flips them. And so he, he kind of learned that from, from me, but it's fun. You know, I, I enjoy the culture, the hobby, 
um, lots, you know, having a lot of sneakers as a kid, because I had friends that worked at Nike and they would get them, they could go to the employee store and get them 50% off. And so I would get them at 50% and I would sell them for retail. So I was, you know, I'm always in like, how do I turn, turn one profit into a larger profit? Like, how do I increase my profit margin? So, but, but I'd been doing that for a long time. And, and of course it comes handy in business, right? Because if you're not increasing your profit margins, especially with when you, if you're looking at you know, any social media right now, everything's saying that things are going down, there's this recession and there's things like that. Well, you have to pivot guys. You have to make adjustments. You know, if, if everything went up 30%, but your prices didn't, it's like, hello, you might want to take a look, take an inventory and, and make that adjustment as well. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're going to go and try to gouge everybody like that's that's not being honest. So make sure that your services are valuable enough to be increased. That's uh, advice I would highly give you. But uh, you also have to pay attention to the marketplace. That is excellent point, because a lot of times people have to go in that flight and, and they run away from things or ignore it, pretend it's not happening. Some people immediately go head on. And some of them trying to stay on the fence, neutral, trying to see which wind, which wind, which way wind's gonna blow. And I was like, guys, come on! Uh, action is most important, as you said, in pivoting during the time. You're doing something amazing. I heard some interesting project you've been involved right now. As a result, your past knowledge and how everything came about, and then everything that you accumulated today. So, do you mind sharing also how you pivoted on this particular project? or something that you also be known as a subject matter expert and how everything actually, whatever we do builds up and creates some amazing opportunities that a lot of times people underestimate. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I, it's, it's interesting. So one thing I'd love to just make sure everyone clearly hears here is that you're going to be told in, in the corporate world, maybe you're in a corporate job today, maybe you've had one in the past, or maybe you're going to have one in the future, but you're going to be told things that may not necessarily be true. And one, so one of the things I was told is that, Hey, you're not very creative. Like I had a boss, a former boss literally say this to me after I had created six sales training classes that year alone. <laughs> and he still wow. said that to me. And I, and I think he was trying to push me out the door and, and, and whatever, but sometimes people say things to us out of fear because they're, they're afraid that if we let our, that out, that we may overtake them. So, so I just want, so there's someone I know that's going to listen to this that really needs to hear that because that might, you may, might be in that position literally right now and today. So don't let, don't let those things stop you. And so when I left, uh, it was like the creative freedom was unleashed. You know, I was, I was this eagle behind me that was released from his cage and now my wings could truly spread. And so I became a, essentially a free agent, right? Today I'm wearing <laughs> Chefpreneur. Tomorrow I could be wearing another company, right? Because because that's what happens when you're you're doing your thing. But what's also cool is that now I I you know get to utilize all of the skill sets. I mean, I spent 15 years in multifamily housing. I've I've experience from the boots on the ground as a leasing agent. I was a I was a bookkeeper as an assistant manager. I was a manager, property manager, managing a team of 24 and, you know, multi-millions in real estate, 23 acre properties, 700 units. So I have the experience of boots on the ground. I also have experience eight years in the corporate end. So 
you know, literally understanding the culture, how HR works, how training works, developing coaching programs, teaching leadership programs. So I have literally have the information from the operations side, but the corporate end as well. And someone was looking for that exact thing on LinkedIn and they reached out to me and said, Hey, we saw your background in multifamily. We see how, what you do on social media and we need both of those skill sets. Love to have a conversation, you know? And so again, they wouldn't have found that if that, that stuff was not in my experience section in my profile, because that's where that resume type stuff belongs on LinkedIn. And one of the mistakes I, I see often is that people copy their resume and they paste it on their about summary, you know, and, and that doesn't give me any context on who you are as a human. So uh, one thing yeah. I'll challenge you all to is, you know, find me on LinkedIn, maybe, you know, Isabel will put my profile in the show notes, but go read mine. You're going to learn a lot about probably more about me than you want to know, but it's on purpose because I want to truly have people connect with me on a deeper level so that business becomes easy afterwards, right? Once you kind of understand who I am, what I've been through, maybe some pivotal moments, some struggles, uh, you'll begin to see that I'm no different than you. Uh, and and that not that the truth for all of us? Like we're all really the same at the end of the day. We all have emotions. Uh, we're all, we all have ups and downs. We smile, we're sad. Like these are part of the human condition. So the, the, the faster we can get there, in my opinion, is the better. I love that, Jordan, and thank you for highlighting that because nothing to worry about, nothing to hide, and more we're open and more we're honest, more we're transparent, those are the foundations to build the trust, and the trust is today more than ever key to exchange of money, key to know that I'm going to be well taken care of, key that I can trust that you're going to do what you said you're going to do, specifically when we're dealing with a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, but also we're seeing this in the women in corporate America, you know, it's like, are we going to solve your problem and get what, what we, what we really paid for? And, and are we going to just scratch the surface? Are we going to, you know, delay the process? Are we going to recycle and repeat some old stuff that are not relevant anymore? It's all about uh, knowing who you're dealing with uh, off the gate and then building and building and expanding more on that relationship. And right now, guys, Jordan, what would you agree? What, what would you say? Uh, what is the key right now for today's success in today's environment from your perspective as, a, as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely, you know, storytelling is, is uh, something that's not done often enough. So storytelling from maybe what happened yesterday, maybe what happened a month ago, a year ago. But there's so much value in our experience. Like you said earlier, Isabella, there's so much value through what we've actually been through. So the more that you can share more pieces of that, that's going to help people connect with you more, you know, and that, that could be in the form of a video that could be uh, just text where it's, you're just writing a short form article or something like that. But the more that you can share things that you've gone through, even if they're not great things like failures, you know, loss, uh, those are actually things that you'll find people relate more to. You know, when I, when, as this book was getting ready to come out, my chapter is called how to blaze your own trail, of course. And it's, and it's all about, you know, it's about my journey, uh, you know, from growing up with, with my mom and then, you know, uh, an alcoholic stepdad. And, and I talk about, you know, some pivotal moments. So like when I was in fourth grade, I got stung by 53 bees. 
you know, wow. and so I wrote a piece on LinkedIn about that and, and it took off because people are like, wow, how did you, what did you learn from that? Like, how, how did you go through that? You know, all those different things. But, but again, it, it's, it, and it's in my chapter. And then I also talk about, I was beaten and falsely arrested at 12 years old by police. Uh-huh. They, they thought I was a Hispanic runaway and, and literally punched me. I had bruised ribs. I, you know, went to court, they lost their jobs and, you know, that was kind of the end of it. But I mean, what, a, what a tough situation. And I'm not Hispanic for one, you know, and I wasn't a runaway and I went to that seven 11 every day and knew the lady at the store and still someone, you know, racially profiled me and was used police brutality and, and, you know, what a tough experience. Right. But I still was able to extract a lesson out of that. And it taught me that people make mistakes. doesn't matter what position you're in, what rank you're in, in society, like, people are going to make mistakes. But I, what I learned from my mom is something called empathy. You know, I got to see her suffering and it made me have a heart for people. So even in that moment, I didn't want to pursue any long legalities. I just wanted them to lose their jobs and, you know, I'm going to go on with my life. And so, you know, that's again, adversity gives us strength, right? It it enables us to see through a different lens. And then my other moment I share in my book is, at 19, I got in a near fatal accident. Uh, we were going over 70 miles an hour, flipped several times. My, my buddy was ejected from, that was driving the vehicle. I was injured, had to have 52 staples between two legs, was told I might not walk again, laser surgery. And somehow he made a full recovery. I made a full recovery in, in six months and shouldn't have survived it. Like you look at their truck, like shouldn't, you know, so we had some guardian angels on our side. There was a few off-duty EMTs happened to just be passing by, was able to call the ambulance and the helicopter to life flight, my friend, and get me to the hospital, you know? So, but these moments, again, these are things that help shape us. They help uh, define us because I, again, I can look at any of these situations I've been through and and try to play the victim card. Like, why did this happen to me? Or I can say, why did this happen for me? You know, what can I gain through these experiences? And now, at 41 years old, how can I look back and extract more lessons to help more people through my adversity? You know, because our stories and journeys, I truly believe they're not for us, but they're for us to share with other people in the hopes that we can inspire people to be something different, to see something different, uh, or to act differently and, and maybe, maybe have a perspective shift because it just takes a little bit of a shift, at least in my personal experience, a little perspective shift can, can make a lot of headway from a momentum standpoint. That is amazing. Again, and thank you for sharing that because everything that happens to us should be a stepping stone to make us stronger, better, wiser, and to make us smarter, better decisions, right? And you're definitely living proof of that and what that looks like. And I love how you are also very centered, how you are very clear of your vision and where you're going, as well, how you're living and leading your legacy. So with that in mind, do you mind sharing what is in the bucket list left, where are you headed, and what would you like to leave as your legacy? Yeah, from, from a legacy standpoint, you know, I, main one, so my uh, my ancestry, if you will, my great grandmother was a full-blooded Chippewa Indian. You know, she grew up on the reservation, was born on the reservation in 1908. And when she passed away, uh, she uh, actually, my mom inherited uh, land, 120 acres in Montana. And when my mom passed away, 
her five boys, me and my brothers each inherited the land. So we all have 20 acres each in Montana. It's Indian land. We, we actually have the mineral rights. So if they ever you know, decide to drill on that land, you know, that's something that's you know, going to be probably not in my generation, but maybe for my children. But, but from a legacy perspective, I want to eventually build cabins there. It's just a place, a refuge that people can go any time of year where they don't have to worry about getting a hotel. They, it's just family can use these cabins and resources. Um, and so that's kind of a legacy project. And then from a business standpoint, you know, how I want to leave legacy in business is I want to eventually create blaze your own trail studios. And it's going to be uh, a part business, right. Where, you know, I'll have my offices and be able to record content and have speaking events and things like that. But it's also going to, we're going to have a system in place for high school students that want to become entrepreneurs. And it can be a place where they can learn how to podcast, they can learn social media, how to become a public speaker. Uh, and, it, and it's almost like an accelerator for them to jump into that if they don't want to go to college after high school. So that's, that's kind of a legacy project that uh, is on my vision board right now. Oh my goodness, that sounds all fantastic and amazing. Preserving the nature, giving opportunity for people to enjoy that in Montana, Native American land that is sacred, sacred and the beauty of that. You have amazing heritage, by the way. I love that Filipino and Native American blend and also tons of wisdom and spirituality and grounding. And what I find during all the chaos, how you continue to be that grounded, clear, concise, and just always knowing what what is happening and why your why is also amazing i love seeing you again as i mentioned earlier five children and how you really parent them and then future generations of future leaders and trailblazers right you have also that going on for you so jordan uh if it's one more thing in the bucket list that is truly audaciously huge yet that makes you super excited and you wanted to shoot for it what would be that Man, there's, there's definitely a a ton of those, but I I think one would probably be, uh, you know, being able to take my entire family because they haven't gone yet, but being able to take all the kids, my wife back to my grandparents' house in the Philippines. And this Mm -hmm. place is the reason why it's so special to me is I, I took a trip to the Philippines. I just actually published a newsletter about it at 16. So I, I flew from Portland to Seattle, Seattle to Osaka, uh, and then Osaka to Manila, and then took an eight-hour jeepney truck ride, eight hours up to the mountains, and eventually got to the Abagatan, which is in Filipino means the old house, and it's my grandparents' house. And the, uh, the gifts that I got uh, while there are things that I'll never forget, you know, when I asked, mm-hmm. where do I go take a shower? And they said, you're in there. And I went to a room and there was a big bucket. And then inside the big bucket, there was a little bucket. And my cousin said, you take the big bucket or you take the the little bucket, you walk down there and he points to where there's a pump, a water pump 20 yards away. And you pump your water and you, you fill that bucket up. And then you bring that back to the other bucket. And then you use the little bucket and you dump it over your head. And he said, that's your shower. You know, and man, what a big, what a perspective shift, right? And that was kind of one of a, a many that I got while spending three months in the Philippines at 16, you know? So being able to take my family back there 
to be able to experience that lifestyle, that would mean, that'd mean a lot. That's beautiful. And, and I have to say, Filipino culture is gorgeous. And I'm hoping also that some projects I'm involved, actually, I have to share that poverty and everything that's going on, it's going to help to build some of the infrastructure, not necessarily to take away from culture, but to help also to give a much better quality of life. So that is not marginally on that poverty level that we're seeing in so many places. But people are the most generous, more kind, full of smiles. And it's just such a beautiful uh, uh, wish to have. And I'm sure you're gonna fulfill it very, very soon. So Jordan, with that in mind, any last uh, parting comments? Because obviously we covered quite a bit, but more than anything, we covered what it takes to truly be successful in blazing your own trail by being authentic, real, true yourself. Uh, anything for anyone that wants to succeed, that want to monetize, because so many people right now, for decades actually, but specifically last decade, last few years, are so preoccupied about financial gain. What would you recommend and tell people what they need to do in order to get there? Yeah, so I, I would definitely say surround yourself with people, like-minded people, you know, and so, you know, one of the ways I'd love to give your whole audience the opportunity, so I've got a private uh, group that I'd love to invite you to. There's, it's, there's no cost associated. It's called Jordan's Social Growth Community, and that's exactly what it is. So I go live every Monday between 9 and 10 Eastern time, and I just share tips and tricks on how you can be successful on all the social platforms because I've, I've you know, one of the things that I've done a great job at is not only focusing on just one platform to grow on, but, but trying to understand all of them so that I can grow communities on each platform. And so I've, you know, gained close to 200,000 followers on all platforms. And so now I'm like, Hey, how do I share this information with other people? Because if I can do it, you know, you could do it. There's no reason why anyone can't do it. So um, I'll share the, the link with you, Isabella. You can get that to everyone. If they want to join that group and, and just come get some free training. And I also give people every Friday, like today is promo Friday. So every Friday people get to talk about who they are, right? Closed mouths don't get fed. So one day a week, you get to share what you're up to if you've got a new program or offer or book or podcast. Uh, but it's just a very positive community. It's a it's an inclusive community. Uh, and you'll probably actually come out of there with a few friends. That's amazing. I love that. And I will definitely make sure that if everybody get that link, I will definitely jump on it. And anywhere else where they can find you, where's the best way to learn more about you and then also connect and ask you questions and explore opportunities to work with you. Yeah, yeah. Link, LinkedIn is great. You can find me on there. So I, I just published, I, she mentioned the, the newsletter. I'm getting ready to publish the fourth edition and we've already crossed 12,000 subscribers in four weeks. It's just, it's amazing. The response from people has been incredible. The feedback I've gotten, the messages, the shares, uh, it's just been, you know, it was mind blowing. And, and it's funny because I was afraid to publish. I had the newsletter idea a year ago, but just like you know, I'm a human, just like you are. I had this limiting belief, like who's going to read this thing. And the first day I had 7,000 subscribers and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Maybe people do want to read. Maybe people do want to read it, you know, but again, we, we, this happens to us, you know, as humans, because there's none of us are perfect. We're all, you know, imperfect people on an imperfect planet. And the faster we can realize that the better it's going to help. It's going to help you along your journey for sure. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jordan, again, being with us here today on Legacy Leader Show and sharing all those wonderful golden nuggets. And we look forward to seeing you 
and down the road where you headed and then get you back. Okay. Have Thank a you. fantastic rest of your day. You too. Thank you for listening to Legacy Leader Show. If you enjoyed the content and had a positive experience, then please leave us a positive rating. In addition, leave us positive review whenever you are listening on whatever platform there might be. Make sure your friends and family also know about the benefit and value that we provide and what we have to offer. Cheers.